cowboys. My name's Ryan, and I smell like a fart. Beautiful. Perfect. Thanks, Sam. Welcome back to the HBO Boys podcast. We are talking about his dark material. Season 2, episode 5, entitled The Scholar, written and directed by the same people as last week, I think, I'm pretty sure. And I'm James, and that was Ryan just now who did who did the opening line. It was not Ryan. How dare you? You knew it wasn't. That was our first $15 a month patron ever. As it turns out, it is Sam, my girlfriend, who decided to do it. So she could say a derogatory thing about me on the podcast. So I just let y'all know before we get into it, go to patreon.com slash HBO Boys Boys with a Z. You can give one or more dollars a month to get any of our bonus content, or you can give $15 and say that I smell like a fart uh, and just keep this ball a rolling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what the worst part about podcasting is, James? What's that? There are no emojis. Mm-hmm. I wish emojis could be in podcasting. Winky face, guy in ice. Smiling poop. Nice. So... We're getting really close. There's two episodes left of this season after that. It feels like we just started season two. That's because we did. This episode was directed by Leanne Wellum, who has directed the last three episodes. She had her own little trilogy. This is her last one. The next two, the penultimate episode and the finality, are being directed by series EP and the most prolific director on the project, Jamie Childs, who, by the (laughs) way is also the EP director of the first three episodes of an upcoming series adaption of Neil Gaiman's The Sandman comic book. Okay. That I'm very excited about. I'm pretty sure that this is what, like, his Dark Materials, I thought that was, like, The Sandman Chronicles or whatever. Exactly. That's how we started (laughs) this whole thing. You assuming for a straight month that we were doing The Sandman when it was not even close. But I guess it's closer than we thought because Jamie Childs is the EP of both shows. Right. And he's just got such an adorable little baby name, Jamie Childs. I Uh, mean, his last name is a baby. This was also written by Francesca Gardiner, her second episode written, but this one is now solo. And she has also mm. written for Man in the High Castle, Medici, and is the co-EP of Phoebe Waller-Bridge's assassin show, Killing Eve, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, also in this show as Stanislaw Grumman's Damon. So she's a talking goddamn bird, and she deserves to be every talking animal. This episode was a lot tighter than what we've been expecting this season so far was pretty much just like an AB storyline that was happening simultaneously. And it was just bouncing very quickly back from the two perspectives of the same timeline and very little else happening. There was one scene with the magisterium, no scene with the witches, which is, I mean, probably for the best because the scenes with the witches have been pretty repetitive this season. Yeah. They've been either crazily overpowered with no suspense whatsoever or just having the same conversation over and over again. But yeah, there are basically two B storylines. One with the Magisterium, one scene, as you said, and then Mary Malone. But she was also part of the A storyline, just like, you know, talking to Miss Coulter, having a discussion about how they're the most important women in a tiny baby altheometer readings person's life. There's one 
scene with the magisterium sort of in the middle of the episode and it is just there to remind us that there's like an overworld plot happening outside the smaller character drama and the cardinal mcphail who's the new leader of the magisterium is having a meeting with his like i don't know what's under a cardinal priests i guess yeah his justice league they're saying that just you know basically since asriel opened the portal everybody's doing heresy and talking about shit that they shouldn't which is very bad for controlling their minds Uh, as everyone knows magic isn't real and the giant magic portal should not that's not there that's That's not not there there. ignore that and it's not real so like everyone shut up okay and then they get the news that the witches attacked and and sunk their zeppelin fleet and everyone is kind of looking at mcphail and they're like oh gee well bombing the witches is now kind of boomeranging back on us maybe it was a bad thing to do after all or or someone voices an opinion that's not quite that but like just approaching that like as minorly as possible yeah and mcphail is like yeah take this guy away to be tortured right that was father graves the dude who was also trying to run for leading the magisterium last episode but came in second because father mcphail signed a piece of paper and did a little genocide here and there which made all the other bishops and or priests of the magisterium be like this dude i like him and then graves comes back with a little letter being like Oh, I I guess the witches got mad and and murdered people in dirigibles who were our people. And then they went through the magic portal, I think we should all deny. And <laughs> Father McPhail's like, all right, I'm just so done with you, dude. If you're going to shoot the king, you best not miss. And you've emptied the goddamn barrel graves. Take him away. And then the, uh, he talks to like a mouse ear looking priest. And he's like, hey, man, uh, I want you now. You've got a golden compass of your own can you use that uh to find out where miss coulter is because like everyone is obsessed with her did you purposely make your voice satan there i hit oh, i didn't know that was gonna do how do i have do i sound normal again you do sound normal again yes okay and don't say that line again i will no, use- i will no, I'm using the low version. It's hilarious. What if I just, if I turn it like that, do I sound a little more manly? Uh, you sound like you are on a lot of dilaudid and you're about <laughs> to fall into a coma. All right. So that's, that's the one scene we get outside of the main story. And so in the real main story, and, and it just makes sense to bounce back along the way the show did. First, we see that Miss Coulter and Boreal have made it into our version of Oxford, and they shit talk about how ugly and consumerist our society is. They're like, what? They're not even in church four hours a day. What? What? Is, their lives have no meaning. Well, Carlo is banging that drum while Miss Coulter looks around and is like, huh, uh, the women, they seem to just be like outside doing whatever they feel. What is this strange place? Meanwhile... In Chittagaya? You got it. it. That was spot on. Okay. (laughs) Will is practicing with the very subtle knife, and he's not that great at it. And then Lyra comes up, and they make a plan. They're going to do a a heist, uh, a dimension heist, to get the Golden Compass back. Again, this show is best when there are quests to be done and a structured way in which the story is going to move on. We have the knife. We have to get the altheometer. We'll use the knife to get the altheometer. Bing, bang, boom. 
We're basically the Mandalorian. Boreal shows Coulter around his sweet-ass mansion, which he got by selling artifacts from his world to history collectors in our world. But I'm, I don't understand how that works. Because, yeah, you could, like, carbon date an artifact and be like, yes, this is a thousand years old. But then they'd be like, where is it from? Oh, it's from here. Yeah, he's like, okay, far well, it doesn't away. look like anything from there. <laughs> and he's showing this all to Marissa being like, do you like my shit? And she's like, yeah, it seems great. Where is Lyra? So he tells her like what the whole plan is with the golden compass and the subtle knife. And then he also tells her about Professor Malone. And that really piques her interest. And and you think it's because like, oh, maybe she's interested in the shadow particles or whatever. But it's not actually. And that that's kind of interesting, the scene that we get next. But before she can go see Malone... She's got to do a makeover. Yeah, there's a montage and Boreal tries to stay in the room and she's like, get the fuck out, dude. Yeah, although in his defense, her way of coming to the world was to act like she was into him. And then as soon as we got there, she's like, no, I'm not into you anymore. Well, so he's still digesting. No, no, room. no. In her defense, he showed her his snake and was like, me and you can get your daughter back and also we can bang. And she was like, Mm, she's playing the game. She's marinating right. him. Then she she rubbed his hand, and so he was like, yeah. oh, she likes me. That's the <laughs> first step of the marination, James. Okay? She's going in deep, and when she finally has what she wants, she shall turn on him. So Coulter goes to Malone's office, and they talk about Lyra, and Malone's questions are a little too specific, and they, and they, they, they hit a little too close to home. She's like, oh, okay, you, you're an expert in experimental theology. That's interesting. Where did you get your PhD? And as soon as she says that, Coulter's like, oh... <laughs> yeah. So Miss Coulter hates this conversation for many reasons, but mainly it's that she knows and is realizing that, first off, women can't be professors in her version of living. So she's mad that women in this world have any chance at all. She knows that she could have accomplished in this world so much with that given chance. I mean, look at what she did in a world without one, right? And then the secondary part of this conversation, which she's not enjoying a whole lot, is she doesn't like that her daughter has another mother figure that's not her and who she likes more. And those two things mixed together further enrages her. I feel for her, though. I, I almost also could have had a PhD, but then coronavirus happened, and, and those those plants got torpedoed. Yeah, coronavirus and an oppressive patriarchy are basically the same thing. Next thing, Malone goes to check her supercomputer, the cave, and it tells her that in the 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 metaphor that of this story, she's going to play the role of the serpent in the Bible or Paradise Lost. You know, take your pick. And then, as the cave says that, it then shuts down. It's like you you know all you need to know, and now I'm dead. Right, I'm bored of talking to you. And, I don't know, the lights turn orange, which means the computer is dead. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it also says, like, you know, your your role here is done. Go save the children and go on a great journey. <laughs> go somewhere else and be a snake. In the books, she is told to destroy the cave, and she does so, which is better because it's a choice and not just something that happens to her. It's good timing, though, because they just ran out of funding and, and she was going to be stripped of her tenure. <laughs> right. She barely had a job anymore. She's like, whatever. This computer doesn't even have to work. Let's just like go to other worlds, I guess. 
Meanwhile, Lyra and Will are continuing to work out their plans for their, you know, interdimensional heist. When they come across Leanna Mormon and her friend, and we see the resolution of what happened to, like, Weird Knife Kid, that he he did indeed have his brains eaten out by the specters, and now he's a zombie boy. And Leanna Mormon's very upset about this, and she swears revenge on our heroes. Yeah, so a lot of revenge being sworn either by Leanna Mormon or perhaps the cave talking for a greater being against all of humanity. And this threat kind of sucks. Obviously, Leona Mormon's real sad about it. But this dude attacked Will and Lyra. Without explanation, too. No. It wasn't even like, why are we fighting? Oh, okay, we're just fighting. Yeah, and Will, at this moment, like in this juncture, he could have been like, yeah, I just lost two fingers because of the fight I had with this brainless idiot in front of us that you're all so sad about. I don't give a hoot. We quickly cut back to Malone, who's reading her Bible at home. And she gets visited by her sister. And she's like, you know, I think I've got some plans to take a little trip. But her sister's like, oh, what, are you going to go to Wales? She's like, eh, maybe a little further than that. Another goddamn world goodbye, Zoe. And I'm so excited for where she is going next. I sadly, because I've ruined everything for myself, I know the things that she's about to do. I know the place that she's about to go. And it's like the thing I've been looking forward to the most in the entire story. And if they pull it off, if the people who made this show pull off what she's about to do next correctly and like actually make it entertaining on a screen, then I think it can elevate the show from good but inconsistent to actually great just because they did it. All right, well, now I guess I'm kind of excited. Did you read like the ultimate end of the entire story? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I ruined everything. I'm the goddamn worst. So back to Lyra and Will. It's nighttime and they're going to they're gonna cut windows around town to figure out like where approximately like boreal's house could be and as they get to the tower they think about general zod and they wonder you know is is he still up there or did superman throw him into the phantom zone and i mean i guess they kind of feel bad they're like that that crazy guy we met yesterday might be dead even though you know he could have lived if he just accepted our help sad Yeah, I think Lyra at some point is like, it's best not to think about it. Let's all just kind of move on. Which I, as an audience member who is jaded, agree with her. I was like, that story part is over. Just do other stuff now. You're all right, Ryan. I got I got twenty dollars for you. Name the old man. You have five seconds. Five, four, three. His name. Two, one. Yeah, over. Boo boo. (laughs) He didn't matter. That's why we all deleted it from our minds. I don't know. General Zod. Yeah. Zoddy Waddy. Coulter gets back from St. Peter's University to Boreal's house, and her monkey was very upset when she left, and he looks up and he's like, why'd you abandon me? Again. And, and for the first time in this episode, I was like, oh, actually, the monkey's a little bit cute. Yeah, that that murderous tiny little monkey. He's such an cute little boy. I mean, he at this point, it's pretty clear that he is mistreated but also most daemons don't have to go through what he goes through which is he can be separated from his lady and his lady's like peace out girl scout i'm leaving how come the monkey and the snake never talk you think they'd have something to say to each other right like do not all daemons have english as their first language she and boreal start drinking apparently the booze in our reality is better than whatever they have in theirs And, you know, she starts to bemoan her tragic backstory of how she kind of got literally and figuratively screwed over by Asriel and that there's a ton of sexism and that she could have been a professor, too, if uh, she hadn't been a woman. And she also just, like, totally shoots down 
boreal. He's, you know, it's like, hey, so is, are we going to do something? No. I'm here for a very specific reason. Stop coming on to me in your weird museum house. I just want to find my daughter. And it's not like she's just going to, like, show up on the front door. Uh, while this is happening, Lyra and Will are, like, cutting small holes in the house just to get an idea of the layout. Yeah, and so Lyra does end up, she, she rings the doorbell as a distraction. Boreal goes to meet her while Will sneaks around the house. And there's a pretty tense little shot here where, like, Will steps through the window and, like, r- right parallel to him in a different room is Coulter. And she doesn't look at him. And so he thinks he can grab the golden compass, but monkey time! And the monkey, oh, it makes a monkey sound and it scares him. Yeah, and then we push all four of the characters together as Lyra hears Will scream. Now Boreal, Coulter, Will, and Lyra all in the same room at the same time. Boreal staring down William and Lyra and Coulter staring at each other. Coulter with a rage slash love in her eyes. Lyra, less love! More on the rage side. Yeah, and, and Coulter tells Lyra that, like, together they can rule the galaxy as mother and daughter, but she, what she doesn't do is apologize, which she might should have maybe considered doing <laughs> like, with all this on the line. Number one, me and you could be something great. I will be your master and you will be my Padawan. Number two, that whole other, the first season of the show, that was my bad. Lyra refuses, and then Pan attacks the monkey. Preemptive oh. Damon attack. Yeah. How do you, how's that feel? How's that feel now, huh, monkey? Oh, that I feel bad about, actually. That's, that was a good moment, because I was like, oh, no, don't attack the monkey. I feel uh, empathy for the monkey currently, but I'm glad that Coulter is being hurt. I didn't think that red pandas could fight. I assumed they had no natural defense mechanism other oh. than like looking adorable and then you know predator mm. sees one and they're like oh it's too cute to kill i'll just no. leave it there no first few years of a red panda's life they all take boxing lessons it is known okay yeah they're actually ferocious killers why do you think there are so few great pandas yeah they're the basis for kung fu pandas they're mad that regular pandas got the gig so boreo and will have a bit of a fight scene while the daemons are fighting and there's a little bit of back and forth, and it seems like, well, you know, like, I'm an adult and you're a kid, so um, obviously I'm going to win. But, you know, Will ends up actually getting the best of him kind of easily. <laughs> he's had one fight recently where he's learned everything he needs to know about hand-to-hand combat, even when one of his hands is uh, a bloody stump. So the adults here just, like, totally eating shit. They lose the compass and the knife and, and Will. And Lyra get away without really any scratches on them. No, but at one point, Coulter does stand up as her Damon is still getting the shit kicked out of it. She stands up and is just like, oh, yeah, no, if I concentrate hard enough, that doesn't matter. Doesn't that freak you out? It should. Back in the empty city, Lyra and Will talk about, oh, by the way, all my parents are evil. Now you know. And I hope I don't grow up to be like them. I want to be more like Alexander Hamilton and Gregor Mormont, because they're they're better adults than them. And Will's like, you don't need to be like them. You just got to be yourself. Oh, his name's not even, it's not, not even Gregor Mormont. It's, it's Gior Mormont. One of the Mormons. He, he, was, he was just a season one and two game of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. If anyone knows what yeah. we're talking about. <laughs> Before Will and Lyra leave that room, Boreal does threaten Will. Being like, I know your mom is in terrible shape, and if you don't do what I want, I'll just like attack her. And Will's like, Oh no! Anyway, I'm gonna go. And, I'm gonna go now. Bye. Right. I don't really have an answer to that, but I'm leaving. 
I didn't think that far ahead. My hand hurts because you you hit my stumps. And that was painful, so I gotta go. Will and Lyra decide, you know, to devote themselves from now on to the task of finding Will's father. Meanwhile, Boreal and Coulter are, like, licking their wounds back in his basement. Pretty embarrassing defeat for them. A couple of kids just coming in and just absolutely owning them. Pathetic. <laughs> Bad show on their part. And Coulter's like, well, why don't we just follow after them if you have a window? And Boreal explains that they can't because they'll be eaten by specters because they're adults. And Coulter's seems to get an expression like, oh, that's actually not a problem for me. Right. Coulter has secrets that the audience and Boreal does not know. It's some sort of witch business. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, one of her parents was a witch, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she was half witch, a uh, mudblood. She's not afraid to have her soul eaten, though. So what if she's got no soul? Mm, more so than that, I think is she's just like, I bet I could circumvent that with, like, effort, thought, and just, like, thinking through it. I could be not eaten if I try hard enough. Which, to be fair, she's been able to do anything she's put her mind to up until this point. So I don't see why that wouldn't be the case. The I Ching, this is the end of the episode. The I Ching brings Malone to the window in Oxford. It's being guarded by some, you know, not that diligent blue collar guy who's just like, Sorry, mom can't let you through. Unless you're Coulter. Are you Coulter? Uh, sure. Okay, then go on through. That is my exact name. Good day to you. And then we see her a little bit in in the empty city, right? She's yes. There now. She went to Chichikatsu, and I'm She's gonna stressed. have her soul eaten. Right. Exactly. She doesn't know that. She's just walking through, being like, "Oh, what a beautiful, empty as fuck city." Good thing there aren't any soul eating ghosts here. This was a good episode, actually. Yes, it was. It I was, was a much little better. bit. The other the last three ish were just a kind of like build up, build up, build up. Not bad episodes, but. You know, even when Will is, like, fighting the random kid, I was mostly just confused. This was more exciting. I do kind of think they got away uh, a little too easily, but right. other than that, other than that, it was good. Yes, any time that Will or Lyra have come up against a physical or mental force that is trying to get in their way, they do win a little too easily. Even the fight where Will loses two fingers, it was like slow motion and that probably shouldn't have happened in the first place. Like. The two fingers getting cut off as big of a plot point as that is didn't feel earned. None of the fights they win feel earned, but it doesn't matter because the plot is so well thought out and specific as many plots are when they are based off of large fantasy novels. There's only two episodes left. I think they're all out now, right? I think so. I did ruin everything for myself, but I am desperately trying not to ruin the tv episodes but Mm -hmm. twitter already did something terrible to me where i saw one of the actors tweet a thing that was like oh i had such a good time filming my death scene right exactly it literally said that it was like i had a the amazing (laughs) cast and the crew thank you so much i was like well great good stuff well glad you're murdered and you just can't even you can't go on any of the internets anymore it's a it's a it's a it's a damn shame the next episode is called malice and this is another one directed by jamie childs a hilarious name and uh jack thorne's writing this one with lydia itunji i think i rocked that pronunciation i think you did too it's that's out of character for you Mm -hmm. 
we're not good. This is the entire podcast could also just be named like James and Ryan can't read. <laughs> to be fair, I say the name of the city perfectly mm-hmm. uh, wh- while you slaughter it every time. Yeah, the, the 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 mysterious and haunted city of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Okay, I was wrong. You got it this time. <laughs> just to look forward a little bit, we're gonna well, we're doing Barry next, right? Yeah, we are doing Barry, the number one show on HBO by just like, you know, all the numbers that matter, like the amount of people who watch it. And is it airing right now or will be? So season three's actual release date has not been announced yet, but it has been speculated that it's going to be Q1 2021 which would work out perfectly because we have two seasons to watch before then unless, uh, you know, another HBO show comes out that everyone is super psyched about and uh, we'll just quickly divert over there because we can do whatever we want. We're a very independent podcast with no advertisers whatsoever. Yeah, is there anything running? I mean, I think for sure we ought to talk about, maybe as a a premium episode, to talk about Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 2 when it comes out. For sure. I don't know about you, I thought Wonder Woman was just fine. You know, it came out the same year as Black Panther, and everyone was like, these are the two greatest superhero movies of all time, Wonder Woman and Black Panther. And I was like, well, I mean, they're pretty good. Mm. Yeah. My mind. I don't like Wonder Woman, okay. like, as a character at all. Uh, well, and, and and not the movie, either? The movie was fine. Yeah, I love okay. Chris Pine is great. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman was great. I liked the origin story. I loved the everything about that. Like the music was really good. It's just like the plot and mm-hmm. being invested at all in what Wonder Woman does, thinks or says is tough for me because I don't know. It's hard to explain. It feels like well, well, uh, right. I would say hold on to these feelings. Or, or write them down, and let's save it for Christmas. Oh yeah, you're you're right. That's this, when Wonder Woman two. Comes I'll in. tell Santa in a letter what I feel about Wonder Woman. <laughs> He'll be like, "Well, I, I understand how he feels about Wonder Woman. I'm not sure what to get him though. Definitely not a Wonder Woman toy. <laughs> no, not that. Just maybe like like new golf clubs, uh, a whip, like Wonder Woman. Fuck. Anybody, if you stuck around, the the, the next Talkie Boys Radio Hour episode two, which has been up on Patreon for like weeks and weeks by the way it should be out soon should be out soon and then i've got a one-off episode with one of our patrons which i have to edit after that and that'll all come out and i think they're both pretty good looking forward to that looking forward for you to hear or i guess ryan you've already heard talkie boys i guess but you haven't heard it after i've overproduced it yes that's true i've listened to the second episode because it is on the patreon rss feed over and over again to try to learn everything about what i didn't pick up the first and or second time or third or fourth time there was only one really big thing you missed do you feel like you caught it now no definitely not so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna keep trying If, uh, if all the patrons and eventually the people when it comes out on the main channel could listen to it and like uh, maybe you guys will hear what I missed and then you guys can tell me, please. <laughs> okay. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. If you're just listening, it means a lot. If you want to support the show, follow us on social media on Twitter. He's at Westworld Ryan. I'm at James Watches Men. You can also leave us a nice review on the podcast app you're listening to right now. The apex of supporting the show would be to find us on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash HBO Boys, where $1 a month or more, 
we'll get you bonus content like what we were just discussing as well as discord chat where you can talk to ryan and i you can complain to us directly about the things you don't like about the show or ryan will read your name out on the show as well which you shouldn't complain about that because it's a nice thing yeah, and I'm about to do it right now. Here are our patrons. Jamie Lochner, Anthony Wells, Hardboiled Greg, Nicole, Day 11 Podcast, James Watch My Dawn, Cliff Wilding, Atheism Unstoppable, Chris Wood, Brent Ginn, Day 11 Westworld, Craig Bachman, John Jurz, Major Woody, and Carolyn Dreyes. Plus, for the first time ever, a level three patron, a $15 a month, wowie kazowie level patron, it's Sam, and she did it specifically so that she could say the Howdy Dream Cowboys and that I smell like farts. And I'm going to put a reminder in her phone to cancel that next month because it's $15 a month is, is a large commitment. That, right. uh, Do I you guys not have like a shared income also? So isn't it just like kind of like putting your own money into the show? It's like it's a lot like paying myself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alright guys, and then catch us here next week His Dark Materials, Season 2 Episode 6 It's called Malice So I'm sure it'll be a happy-go-lucky episode And then Talkie Boys Radio Hour, good chance it'll come out next week We'll see how it goes I'm excited, yeah, Malice in the Palace Plus the Talkie Boys Radio Hour Gonna be a great week Okay, bye Bye